ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. As many of you know, the rap community, uh, millions of fans, and the L.A. community lost someone that they held in extreme high regard, Brother Nipsey Hussle, uh, this past Sunday. He was tragically murdered in Los Angeles. He was 33 years old. Um, if you, if you follow this podcast, you know that I hardly ever talk about current events. Uh, in fact, I wasn't even sure I was going to do this podcast until about five minutes ago. I had the idea to release whatever podcast I was going to use because I had already had it recorded. Um, and I wasn't really sure, you know, what I was going to say, because honestly, I didn't know if I was necessarily qualified enough to talk about Nipsey Hussle. Um, but I'm a fan of hip hop. As many of you know, huge fan of hip hop. And, um, to say that his murder, you know, didn't affect me as not telling the truth. Um, and the reason why I said I'm not sure if I was qualified, because like, I'll be honest with you. I probably can name nine, maybe 10 Nipsey Hussle songs off the top of my head. That's it. Right. I, I wouldn't consider myself to be a fan like that. I can't tell you, you know, what his B-sides or his mixtapes or everything like that sounded like. I will tell you this. The music that I heard was dope as hell. And he could rap. But I think for me, I was more of a fan of who he was as a man. And how he moved in hip hop and what he was doing in his community. And I'll touch on that in just a second. And what kind of struck me was today is Wednesday. Again, he was murdered this past Sunday. And I was sitting at my desk today and my coworker walked over and she said, hey, Kyle, you know, it's really sad to hear about this Nipsey Hussle guy. Do you know him? What, I mean, what can you tell me about him? And this woman is probably about 50. She's black. I'm pretty sure she never heard of Nipsey Hussle. And so I paused for a second thinking of what I could tell her. And I just looked at it and I said, you know, what you probably should do, since you're probably not going to listen or understand his music, is read what people say about him, right? I think what people have said about him, not just the 
fans across the world that adore him. But also, you know, some of his closest friends, some of his celebrity friends that we know, some celebrity friends that he had that you probably didn't know that he had. Um, Nipsey as a man, I really, even from afar, appreciated his hustle, his grind. I think my first memories of Nipsey was hearing about him. And I heard that there was some guy from L.A. who had a mixtape and he was selling the mixtape for one hundred dollars. Keep in mind, mixtapes at that time were going for like five, maybe ten dollars online. And I'm like, yo, who has the audacity to sell a mixtape for one hundred dollars? And what's wild is that the mixtape sold like <laughs> like it was going for five. People were buying it left and right. A hundred dollars for a mixtape. And what that told me was that if you're going to price something that high. Then you really believe in what it is that you're saying and you really believe in yourself as an MC. And you really think you're dope. And I had so much respect for that. Again, I'm not getting on this podcast to quote lyrics of my favorite Nipsey Hussle songs. But I am saddened by this tragic loss. And I feel sad for hip hop. And I feel sad for the fans who adore him. And I saw a lot on social media these past few days. And, um, you know, I talked with some friends. And it's really mind boggling because you, you really sometimes you don't know the reach or the impact that some people have until times like this. And it's unfortunate because I remember when Tupac died. I remember when Biggie died, when they were murdered. And I remember how tough it was for us in hip hop and how we felt. And I was telling somebody the other day, like, this hurts. And again, I'm not even someone that you would consider a diehard Nipsey Hussle fan. I'm a fan of the man and how he moved and what he did in his community. I can't give you 17, 20 songs that he did. I I just can't. But I don't think that necessarily makes me not qualified to talk about him because I can tell you what I like. I can tell you what I saw. I can tell you what I admired. And I was telling someone that, you know, this in a lot of ways is worse than when Pac and Big died because while we didn't see that coming, you know, they these two had a beef, if you will. I mean, it really wasn't a beef. And I mean, but it happened and they were taken away from us so violently and so quickly that, you know, we really didn't even get a chance to kind of process things. 
and there was no Internet and there was no TMZ. And so, you know, a lot of the speculation and everything, that stuff was like secondhand news. But we were able to, you know, kind of deal with it and process it over a period of time. You know, nowadays, everything is so, you know, in the moment and you see things in real time. I mean, I got a. I was watching. I was watching college basketball on Sunday, and I got a text that Nipsey had been shot. I don't. I'm not. I'm never on social media on Sundays, so I went to Twitter to, and I searched his name because you know a lot of times you think that this stuff is rumors. And I went to Twitter and I searched his name, and there it was that he had been shot. And I said a quick prayer. And, you know, again, I didn't spend much time on social media on Sunday. And, you know, obviously the word finally came down that he had passed. And I felt a sense of loss, again, for hip hop. And there are thousands, millions of people that this man touched that he never came in contact with. People who who were diehard fans of his. And I felt a little empty. And again, I'm not even someone that you would consider to be a fan of his music. Not a diehard fan. The stuff that I heard was dope as hell. I was like, yo, this shit is hot. But I could only feel a level of compassion, a deep level of compassion for those who watched him on his rise. And again, this felt different from when Big and Pac died because, you know, they never really, they never got a chance to reach their potential. Nipsey was living in his potential and and, and he was really, I think, just scratching the surface. You read some of the things about him and what he did in that South Central, I don't even know if they call it South Central, but in that L.A. neighborhood where he gave back and built up his community. And I'm not talking just doing stuff for likes and clicks or social media. A lot of what he did never made the news. When you go back and you invest into your neighborhood and you buy up blocks and strip malls, and you reinvest, you take something out of the community and you give something back. Honestly, that's more than what most of us have ever done. Myself included. Even when I think about my hometown, I don't live in my hometown. I live in Atlanta. I'm not from Atlanta. But I think you can see where in those endeavors, Nipsey was blazing a trail. He was setting an example for others to follow. And I think that says a lot about the man. And what's weird is that almost every article that I read, it referenced the fact that he was a member at one point in time in his life of the Crips, rolling 60s. Now, if you know anything about 
L.A. culture and gang life. You know. You could be in a gang real or at least at the very least affiliated with a gang just by the neighborhood that you're in. You don't necessarily have to actually be in the gang. My wife's from L.A. She's from Compton. She's told me stories. And so I found that interesting that each article would mention that he was in a he was at one point in time in a gang. But my thing is this. It doesn't matter. It didn't have anything to do with what he did with his life and where he was headed. Thirty three years old. He's somebody's son. He's somebody's brother. He's somebody's significant other. He's somebody's father. And he's no longer here. And I think more than anything, we need to examine ourselves in a lot of ways. And it's really not my place to get into the man who was accused of murdering him because that will take care of itself. I mean, but there's something to be said about a person when you don't care anything about yourself to where you feel like you could pick up a gun and kill somebody else. Self-hate is the worst hate. I don't even get into the whole old black on black crime or anything like that. Self-hate is the worst hate. And to be honest, when I watch the news, I see a lot of it. Nipsey died on Sunday. Monday, I read a story right here in Atlanta about a guy who was visiting his girlfriend. The Uber driver dropped him off at his girlfriend's new apartment. He got kind of turned around. He knocked on the wrong door. Some guy came to the door and said, hey, you're at the wrong door. Something happened. He and the guy exchanged words. And the guy shot him, killed him. Never even made it to his girlfriend's house. Again, self-hate is the worst hate. We have to examine ourselves as human beings to figure out what it is about ourselves to where we hate ourselves so much to where we would want to kill somebody. Ain't no coming back from that. It ain't. As for Nipsey, again, I admire the fact that he did it. There's a lot of people that can say, oh, I'm going to do this in the neighborhood. I'm going to do this. Or, you know, they make these promises. And I mean, to be honest, if you know where Nipsey Hussle came from, You would understand if he just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm moving to Beverly Hills. I'm going to chill. And I ain't ever going back. I got out. He wasn't built like that. And that's no knock on anybody that does. But Nipsey Hussle ain't built like that. He wasn't. 
And if you're familiar with his endeavors, you know that he wasn't built like that. And it's unfortunate that someone felt the self-hate enough to take him out. And yeah, I know there was a video online. I'm, I'm, why would I want to watch a video of someone dying? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And, and, and in a way that social media is the worst. Who wants to see that? I'm sure probably maybe a few, few of you even looked at it. I don't want to see it. I've always adopted this philosophy in thinking of when someone dies and it's kind of an old school thought process. But when someone dies, I'd rather think about how they lived as opposed to how they died. Because at the end of the day, we can't bring them back. Can't bring them back. And while it's never my intention to, you know, get on this podcast and make people sad, I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to be sad, but I know that there are people hurting. And this one stings, I'm going to be honest. And this is coming from someone who is far, far away, but I knew. I, like I said, I like the way the dude moved. I really did. And that's admirable because a lot of what he did, most of us aren't willing to do or aren't going to do. And I think that speaks volumes about the man. And lastly, I've often said that, you know, I am very spiritual and my spiritual upbringing I've kind of adopted the philosophy that everybody has a purpose right and I firmly believe that everybody has a purpose on this earth and it doesn't matter if you're here for six days or 96 years God has a purpose for you on this earth. And as I was reading these wonderful things being said about Nipsey, these tributes on you know Instagram from these celebrities and basketball players and everybody that loved the man, I went back to his last album. Victory Lap, which I heard, which is dope as fuck. And I looked at the album cover and I got to thinking, maybe he served his purpose. Maybe he was, maybe God put him here to be here 33 years. I'd rather not dwell on how he left, but in those 33 years, look at what he did. One of my, um, one of the songs that he made that I like, it's called Last Time I Checked. And 
the last time I checked, they stopped making dudes like this. Last time I checked, cats like Nipsey Hussle, you know, who did so much for the community, those dudes were uplifted. Those weren't the people that you tried to take out the last time I checked. But I guess God had other plans. And so when I look at that album cover for Victory Lab, and again, it's a phenomenal album. Personally, I think it should have won the Grammy for album of the year based on the based on the you know projects it was up against. Incredible album. If you haven't listened to it, please do or any of his music. And don't be swayed by the notion of and I saw this a lot online. Oh, y'all wasn't fucking with Nipsey when he was here. It's never too late to become a fan. You think everybody who's a Tupac fan or who's a Biggie fan actually was around when they were alive? It's not the case. I told you at the beginning, I probably know 10 songs. I'm willing to bet you every every dollar that I have, I'll learn more than 10 songs before it's all said and done. Because I'm going to listen to his music, not just because he's gone, but. That'll give me more insight as to who he was. I know what I think he was or who I thought he was. He was an incredible man. He wasn't a gang member. Maybe he was in a gang at one point in time in his life, but no, he was an entrepreneur. He was a businessman. He was a father. He was some he was someone significant other. He was a brother. He was a son. And my condolences go to them. He was a friend. He was a homie. He had fans. And my condolences go to you. And it's tough. It's tough for hip hop. But I keep going back to that Victory Lap album. And you look at the album cover, Nipsey sitting in the car and he's just chilling. And maybe just maybe there's a spiritual reference in that. Maybe God had blessed him with the victory. And this was just his victory lap. This was his last run. And if you're familiar with Nipsey Hussle, and you're familiar with his story. You know that the victory lap album had been. Coming or he had been promising it for a long time. He had several mixtapes to come out. He teased us with it. But this victory lap album was supposed to come. And I remember when it came out. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And a couple of days passed. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And I just, I I wasn't in a rush to get to it. And I remember listening to um, the Back Talk podcast. Shout out to Kay, C. Rich, and Mansa Ray. And they kept going on and on and on about the album. And I actually stopped their podcast. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me listen to this. Can't be that good. (laughs) I was blown away. It's a dope-ass album. But again, maybe just from a spiritual aspect, I don't know. Maybe that's what God said. Okay, okay, Nipsey, this is your victory lap. You've done all that you were put here to do. Because a victory lap, honestly, is just that. It's a lap around the track, 
around wherever celebrating your victory. Go look at that album cover. Go look at that picture art. He's celebrating. He's celebrating. And while we are saddened by his passing, in due time, we'll be able to celebrate the victory as well because we got a chance to experience it. I'm going to experience more of his music as time goes on. I suggest you do the same. Again, my condolences to his family, friends, fans, his significant other, Lauren London, his kids. You're in my prayers. And I pray for hip hop. And I pray for anybody that's listening to this. And just know that, you know, you have to be above your own self-hate. Think about the next man. This happens far too often. And to be honest, you know, we when we when we got past or got over, if you will, the hurt of losing Big and Pac, we didn't think we'd see this type of stuff again. 33 is way too young. But again, it wasn't our call. And maybe maybe God just said, hey, Nipsey, this this is it. This is your victory lap. This is it. This is your last run. And if that's the case, all we can do is say thank you. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. I'll catch you guys next week. Five G's.